You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Hello and welcome. Tonight, we're talking about this last month here, the topic on your legacy. Say legacy. 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 You see, I can't guarantee much. I can't guarantee how wealthy you're going to be. I can't guarantee how skinny and sexy you're going to be like me. Right? <laughs> I can't guarantee much. I can't guarantee much. But I can't guarantee one thing. Taxes and death. Yes. Those are the two things I can guarantee. Is you're going to get taxed when you're born and when you die, and one day you're going to die. Those are the only things I can guarantee you. Now, I'm not talking about taxes. We'll talk about something else. But tonight, I want to talk about the idea of death. It's so, so negative. But in actuality, it's the truth. Is one day we're going to pass. One day we're going to, we're going to move on from this world. And the question is, is how are you going to be known? How are people going to remember you as? You know, sad, but we were, we were going, we were driving around you know, with her parents, with those parents this past uh, week, actually two days ago, through a cemetery. Mm. And I was like, what are we doing here, bro? Mm. Like, I thought we were supposed to enjoy family, not get ready for it. But then, you know, her mom says, no, well, one day we're going to pass it. We want to make sure we know where we're going to, where we're going to check in at. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so she's like, I want to check out the stones and like, Okay, and it got me thinking about death. Mm. I don't know if you, know, if you know my story, I faced death multiple times. And I don't know if I've learned my lesson yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I faced death multiple times. And I've been told back in 2016, I got a stroke, a full-on stroke. Half my body was passed out on the floor, living in La Jolla, poolside, five minutes from the beach. It's like we were living good, and uh, I remember Casey. She was my sister at the time, and we had a tanning salon downstairs, and she was tanning, and I remember passing out, and I typed up with my, my tongue, you know, because my, my, phone, my phone app, and, you know, test screen, and called Casey, and I'm here, 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 you know. I was just like, whatever else, and she came running upstairs, like, what's going on? Came upstairs, and so we passed out. She called 911, and I was like, no, I don't have a budget for that. <laughs> don't call 911. Anyways, then they had like a whole bunch of ambulances and paramedics, paramedics and the fire department came in. I don't know if you ever called the ambulance that one before, but it's a full-on show. Mm. It's not just one person comes to save your butt. It's like like 20 people. I don't know exaggeration, but still a lot of people. And I remember like my, my foot came back in my face. I was like, you guys are all here for me? And the other guy was like, yeah, we're getting your butt to the hospital. And I remember passing through, driving around, and these paramedics, you know, you could see at the window, and I was looking at all these paramedics because they would say, oh, look how nice these houses are. Mm. Look how nice these house homes in La Jolla, the beach, the water, passing through. And I remember thinking to myself, like, in the back of my head, 2016, I was like, if I die today, mm. all of my money that I built up in business and all of this stuff doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. 
And so people who say, oh, my legacy is my money. I'm building my business from a legacy. That's not your legacy, my friends. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say that. But your finances is not your legacy. How many of you guys here remember or know the name of your great, 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 four great grandparents? Probably not. You probably don't. You just know your last name. They're, they're probably a Dela Cruz. But that's it. <laughs> but you say, I'm trying to live money for my legacy. That's not legacy. You know who is legacy are people who actually made a difference in this world. So you know your great-great-grandfather is the one who did this. Your great-great-grandfather is the one who did that. And so it's like, oh, I just... But here's the thing. Our finances is not a legacy. What is a legacy is the memories of who you were and who you are today. And who we are today determines on what they're going to speak about tomorrow. And so this series we're talking about here is a series on legacy. Last time I, I spoke, we spoke about the legacy of, of, of faith. Angela spoke on the legacy of legacy. You know, what are you be known for? Tonight I want to speak on the legacy of generosity. And that's the one thing I was instilled at a young age. My parents instilled this crazy idea, be generous. And I remember I got a mentor when I was 18 years old, a very, very, very financially successful mentor. And he said to me, before I can teach you to make money, I can teach you how to give it away. Mm. Like, what? What do you mean? You gotta, before you can teach me to make money, you gotta teach me to give it away. And I, 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 I was having a hard time with the concept of giving away. Like, why would I want to give? I'm trying to get. Because before you get, you have to give. A hand to a dog like this, they won't come. Mm. But a hand open, they come. Money is attracted to you. And now here's the verse I want to talk to you guys tonight. Genesis 26, 13 to 23. The man began to prosper and continued to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Mm. This is Bible. This is not what I made up. I didn't write this. This is from the right, right from the Bible. Look it up. New King James Version. The man began to, be, began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Mm. The definition of prospering there is sozo. S-O-Z-O. Sozo means fullness of mind, body, and soul. It means not only when Jesus said, I come to bring salvation, he didn't say salvation as in just when you die, but the word there, the Greek word is sozo. I've come to bring sozo. Sozo means when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for your soul when you, when you die you go to heaven. He died for you to be sozo. Healed whole, the whole night and prosperous. And here's the thing. This next series we're going to talk about after legacy, we're going to talk about prospering. Who wants to prosper in here? Okay? We're going to prosper. And the reason why God wants us to prosper because he wants to be the good Samaritan. How many of you guys know we can't be the Good Samaritan? The Good Samaritan story is the, the, there's a man on the side of the street hurt. The Good Samaritan says, hey, let me take you to an inn, like a hotel, a motel, whatever. Let me take you to a motel. Tells the innkeeper, hey, watch over him, take care of him, feed him, whatever he needs. And whatever the bill is, I'll pay for that. Mm. And I'll come back and take care of him. And the Good Samaritan, that's the Good Samaritan taking care of someone's bills. Who's in need? How many of you guys know you can't be the Good Samaritan unless you got money? Right? You can't be like, oh, you're hurting? I'll pray for you. Good luck. Mm. And that's the church today. Yeah. That's what they do. They say, oh, I'll be praying for you, sister. I'll be praying for you, brother. No. Be their miracle. Mm -hmm. 
be their miracle. So that's what my, 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 my family is still me, my parents are still me, my dad is still me, and my mentor is still me. And the idea that you will never be prosperous unless you learn first to give. John, uh, 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. My friends, listen to this. The, you, 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 put the verse back up. Listen to this here. Your, that you may prosper in all things, be in health, just as your soul prospers. So prosper in all things, health, and so forth. There are three things it's talking about prospering here. Prospering financially, materially, prospering in your health, in your well-being, and prospering in your soul. Mm -hmm. It's prospering on the whole three-dimensional man and woman. Does that make sense? And that's the prayer that John's giving here. I, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So tonight, I want to quickly give you the three keys. Three keys. <laughs> three keys that will help you to prosper. There's these ideas, these three ideas of us prospering. And to live a legacy of prospering. And live a legacy of generosity. Say generosity. generosity. You know, I'm, before we go into the three keys, I've never, ever, ever, ever met a person and who was depressed, bitter, angry at life, and was generous. Mm -hmm. I've never met anyone. You never see anyone who's like, mm, 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 and yet they're so generous. So here's the deal. If you're angry, bitter, and fed up with life, start giving. That's the antidote to your problems. You would say, I am so, I'm doing so much anxiety, I'm doing so much problems with my headache, I'm, I'm having so much problems and pain with people. Start giving to your enemies. It'll confuse the hell out of them. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, my coworker, I hate. Here's 25 bucks, lunch is on me. Oh? It'll confuse them! Even better. <laughs> They're like, oh, like, is this money laced with something? What's going on here? <laughs> But seriously though, I've never met, think about it, you've never met a person who is angry, hateful, hateful at life, who's been generous, you've never met anyone. My friends, here's the thing, we cannot control our circumstances, but we can't control our actions and who we are. Steven, I can't, I can't be generous because I have no money. Well, you know, it's funny, is that you won't ever have money until you first become generous. Because mm -hmm. how you treat $10 is how you treat $100. How you treat $100 is how you can treat 1000 How you can treat a million. Make sense? How you, you can be trusted with little, you'll be then trusted with much. That's a biblical principle. So the first key I want us to talk about is you cannot, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. God, you cannot say, God, I've given way more than you've given me. You'll never be able to say that. There is no such thing as outgiving God. God, I've been giving, I've been pouring, I've been giving, I've been giving. You can never ever say you can outgive God. I remember Angela and I in the Bay Area, we lived up in uh, San Jose, Santa Cruz, and God told us to give everything in our, our, our pockets. We were, we were 19 years old, 20 years old, and all we had in our pockets. Actually, no, before that, I think I was 18, we first started dating. I remember we had like $4,000 in the bank. 
<laughs> our savings, well not our savings, her savings. <laughs> so <laughs> she was like, okay, so we have this much money, we can go to San Francisco, we can go have fun. And then later on, it's like, it just, boom. We were in chapel, chapel that, you know, mandatory chapel church service. Uh, we had to go five days a week in church, church worship and, and message every single day at Bible college. We were all churched out. Anyways, um, but I remember she turned to me and says, we're not going to San Francisco. Mm. I was like, what should we do? The, she said, what should we do with the money? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're just drawing it up, all right? And so I was like, and she said, I feel like we need to give it away. Mm. I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. You know how much money you make? She makes a hundred dollars a week babysitting. Wow. And she used it five days a week. And I made, uh, I believe it was five seventy-five an hour, working ten hours a week. Remember that? Yeah, that was crazy. And I remember saying, like, 4000 is a lot of money. Give it to who? And she was like, this missionary. Like, she doesn't need that. Like, we need to go to San Francisco. I remember saying, like, no. And I remember, I was just like, I remember texting a friend. I was like, what did you say to my wife, my girlfriend? Like, but I cannot tell you this. I, I tell you this with confidence. I remember talking to our pastor at Jubilee Christian Center. I said, Pastor, Pastor Dick, Dick Murnell, is a 14,000 member church. MC Hammer was our worship leader. Okay, keep in mind. Oh my think, God. Think about that. It was hammer time every single Sunday. Yes. You know? But I remember talking to Pastor Dick, I was taking his pictures. I was, I was on the marketing team at the church. I said, Pastor Dick was taking his pictures. I was like, the Lord spoke to Angela to give all the money we have in our, in our, our bank, in her bank, in our, our bank, whatever. And he says, oh, good. Like, what? He's like, what's what the Lord's going to do? And I was like, bro, it's not to you. Don't worry, don't trip out. It's not that good. <laughs> I didn't say that. But then he says, no, look, you can never outgive God. Mm. He says, if God told you in your heart to give all that, he has something bigger and better for you. Mm. And I got to say, we did that, and that's where we're 18 years old. We're barely starting our business. I cannot tell you how... At the time, it was so scary. It was so terrifying. But we did it, and we're like, okay, we did it, boom. We're gonna live off your 100 bucks and my 50 whatever dollars I make a week. So the <laughs> biggest thing I've learned was you cannot outgive God. Mm. You can't outgive God. If God put it in your heart to give, you step out in faith, you say, okay, Lord, I'm doing this on your for you. And God, the Bible says that, He's, I've never, uh, uh, David said, I've never seen the, um, oh Jesus, the righteous forsaken or is seen begging for bread. Means you will never be in want. Mm-hmm. You'll never be in need. He'll take care of you. Yes. He'll take care of you as long as you have your faith in him. Mm-hmm. Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will pour into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Mm-hmm. The measure you use will be measured to you. There's another verse that says, not, not here, but I didn't put it in, but it says, you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow generously, you reap generously. There's a season of seed time and harvest. There's a season of you sowing and a season of you reaping. And so people ask me all the time, well, you know, 
you know, on, on, on a very surface level. How did you get so successful? How did you get the finances? How did you get this? How did you get that? And I, honestly, I can say I can tell you all the things I've done business-wise. And here's a funny part: I've shown people, so many people have coached, so many people. I've said, here's the exact A, B, C, D, E, F, like to a T. I said, here's the exact thing I did, and somehow they still wouldn't hit the mark. I said, why, 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 why? And then this morning, I was talking to Angela. I was like, I told Angela this, this morning. I said, Angela, I have never got a sermon downloaded to me as strong as this one. Mm. And because the word is this, is that no matter how much I want to coach you, no matter how much I want to help you with, with business, you'll never, reap, you'll never reap a harvest unless he grows you, mm. unless he gives you the harvest. All good things come from him. So the first key is you cannot outgive God. The second key is he is faithful to his promise. Okay, this is a long verse. 1 Kings 17, 12 to 16. As surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Okay, let me give you context. This prophet comes over to this house. He comes to his widow's house and says, Hey, there's a famine going on. There's no food to eat. He, the Lord tells him, go to this woman's house and ask her for her last piece of bread. Mm. He asked the woman, when there's a famine, who has a child, give me your last piece of bread. And so she says, as surely as the Lord God lives, that's another way of saying, I swear. <laughs> as surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. I swear I have no bread. Okay, I'm trying to, you know, okay. only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home, make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and then die. Hello. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home as, and do as you said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me. Mm. That's pretty bold to ask that, right? In a famine. Make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain. She, she, went, she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. From the jar, for the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. Mm. It kept on uh, in keeping with the word the Lord has spoken. Here's a recap. The prophet comes to the door. He knows this lady, this lady has no money. He knows this lady has nothing to eat. This broke as a joke. There's a famine. There's an economy, recession, whatever, depression. And the prophet says, give me whatever you have. And then you eat whatever's left over. Mm. And she goes, okay. The Lord said, I'll do it. So she did. And the Bible says that her, her oil and flour never ran dry. Hmm. Mother, I'm hungry. I know you are, dear. It won't be long now. May I bother you for a cup of water? I don't have much. And a morsel of bread, 
if you could. I don't have any bread. I was gathering these sticks to prepare my last handful of meal. After that, my son and I will die. Dear woman, if you will feed me first, I promise you, in the name of the Lord God of Israel, you will have food until this famine is through. Thank you. My friends, that's the story that we read there in the Bible in 1 Kings 17. Look it up yourself. Fascinating story of people who had a famine, a recession, something going on in the economy. So you want to learn how to live past the economy and prosper? Read 1 Kings 17. It's right there in the Bible. First, you cannot outgive God. Second off, he's faithful to his promise. And the third, Giving unlocks the true blessing. Genesis 17, 17. Abram fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born of a man a hundred years old? And will Sarah, his wife, bear a child at the age of 90? Here's Abram. Who God told Abram, You are going to have a child of many children. You're going to have thousands of children from your descendant. You're going to have a lot of kids. And his response is 17, verse 17 says, and laughed and said, you're telling me I'm going to have a son? But I'm 100 years old, bro. I don't know if my thing can work. I don't know if she can produce. So here he is, 100 years old, saying, God, I don't know if I could do the, that, have a child by this age. God, you know how old I am. I don't know if I can have a career by now. I don't know if I can prosper at this point in my life. God, I don't know if I can, if this can happen. God, what do you mean you have a blessing for me? My life is pretty much over. You know how many times I've messed up? I don't know if I can get that blessing you're telling me. Abram is right here before God. Abraham says, he laughed and said, God, you're telling me your promise, but I don't know if it can happen for me. Do you see my situation? I'm old for some of us here. Do you know my last name? I'm this. No one's going to listen to me. I'm a nobody. 
What do you mean God has good things for me? Nothing bad things ever happened to me in the past. What do you mean God has a promise for my life? But we know the story is even at an old age, God blessed him with a son. God blessed him with a son. But here's the crazy part. So that was Genesis 17, now Genesis 22. Then God said, take your son, now his son's been given him. So there you go, here's your blessing. Here's what you're being given, your promise. But now take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. God, you told me that I'm gonna get this promise, which by the way, it was impossible. You made it happen. I got the miracle. I got the son, even though it's impossible, I'm so old. But now you gave me the blessing. Now you're telling me to give it up? Now you're telling me to give up this blessing that you promised me the first one was impossible to get, and now you're telling me to give him? What? Abraham didn't hesitate one moment. He brought the son, the donkey, the wood, everything, and said, let's go to the mountain and worship. The son asked him, Father, we're going up this mountain. We have the wood, we have the, the people, but where's the burnt offering? In the back of his mind, Abraham was like, bro, you're it. Mm. He's ready to commit murder on his son because the Lord told him to. And the story goes, as you know it, if you don't know it, read it, Genesis 22. The story goes, he goes about to sacrifice his son, and the angel of the Lord appears. Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on your son. The Lord sees your trust in him. And then a sacrifice offering was given to him. And then more sons, more daughters, more children were given to Abraham. And the reason why more was given to him, because God says, I see you trust me, and I can trust you. If we are willing to commit to living a life of a legacy, of generosity. My friends, you cannot outgive God. If I were, you know, they say in Bible college, you have to have a brand message. A brand message. Meaning, you know, you gotta be known for a message. Like, what are you known for? What you're preaching? My preaching, I love to preach about vision, goal setting, other preaching. But I wanna say it's probably generosity. And that's something that my wife and I, it was hard to get to her, by the way. First of all, she's like, you pay for that guy's coffee. I'm like, chill out, bro. <laughs> but then with all my money right now, I'm like, hey, Angela, I need your money. Yeah, anyways, then she's, a, she's the one who came in, so we had to give it away. My friends, I, I want to be known. Whenever my day comes, whenever my day comes, that my confidence right there. I want to be known as a person was generous. And that's what I want my legacy to be. My legacy is I want to be known as a person who is willing to give. And my friends, we have to have a mentality 
that it's not about me losing money when I give. Because remember, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. So next time you see a person in need, pray about it. Don't get to every single need. Don't, you know, just because everyone needs, so there's always a need. So don't just be like, here you go. You get $100. You get $100. Oprah, you know? Don't be Oprah. Pray about it. I say, Lord, this person's in need right now. They never ask for anything. But are you telling them my heart to give? And my wife and I will sincerely, we will go and say, hey, do you think we should give money to this person? And she'll say something, no. Like, no, I don't feel peace with that. And I'll say, just, sometimes she'll say yes. In my heart, I'm like, 500 bucks. She's like, ah, maybe like 10,000. Like, what? <laughs> I got to go back in prayer. One second. <laughs> <laughs> but we go back to confirm reason being is that she's my spouse. And if someone on our bank account, we're like, we feel all kinds of money. She's like, where's all the money? God, talk to God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so talk if you're married, talk to your spouse. You know, before you start giving out all your money. But just remember this. If there's only one thing you can get from tonight, only one thing, get this exact phrase. You cannot outgive God. Everyone stand there for Father God, tonight we pray that we would be people of generosity. That we would be people who give. Lord, we thank you that you are the ultimate giver. And Father, that you will give to those who give. Lord, make us a miracle for somebody else. And may our legacy be a legacy of generosity. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.